Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit SeventhWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Hi, everybody. This is Inside Out. James, you're live. I'm live. Hey, alive and well. Here we are, James Maynard, your co-host. <laughs> and uh, welcome to Inside Out with your host, Beth Green. Uh, today's topic, God, Us, and the Global Mind, who we are and why it matters. Most of us think of ourselves as individual souls on a singular path. But today's guest, Dr. Carl Kalamon, is a guy with a different idea. He says, what if human civilization is a product of an evolving global minefield that we are all part of? What if this is a divine mind that always influences the way we think? So much for free will. Carl Kalamon is at Inside Out Now to discuss his latest book, The Global Mind and the Rise of Civilization. In it, he speaks knowledgeably about history, archaeology, and human biology, examines the rise of civilization, and brings evidence to a mystical perspective. He and host Beth Green will talk about their shared view that we are aspects of the divine in the process of evolution. Learn more about his unique perspective, that of a scientist, as well as a world-renowned expert in the field of the Mayan calendar. So please call in or email us with your questions or comments. Let's discuss just how the global mind could inspire you, limit you, or express through you. And now, here's Beth from the Inside Out. Hi, everybody. It's so good to be with you today. First, I have to make one small diversion. I have to tell you that we have finally arrived in a home of our own. And um, we are just ecstatic. I'm looking at these gorgeous trees, beautiful sunshine. My God, the deer are running around in the backyard. So, you know, how can you be unhappy? So this is one of those things where I feel like there was truly intelligent design. (laughs) (laughs) I like this. But then there's all that rest of the stuff that I don't like that I hold God equally responsible for. So the reason that I'm so excited about having uh, uh, Carl Kalamon on the, the show is that he combines so many elements, you know, the scientist, the philosopher, he seems, you know, the esoteric and all of that. And uh, yet he's a fun guy. He's a great guy. He's a humble guy in his own humble way, wouldn't you say? And he, here's a guy who is willing to look at himself. So those are rare combinations of qualities. And the most important thing, of course, about Carl is that his idea about the global mind is very much aligned with my idea of uh, the healing of God and that it's really about God's uh, evolution. So naturally, I am delighted to have somebody on the show who is coming in with a similar perspective but is doing it from a different viewpoint and with different kinds of information at his disposal. See, I'm just an intuitive and I say, well, God told me this. It's like, okay, back it up, girl, back it up. And uh, But we have Carl here who's going to back it up and also give us his own view. So with uh, no further ado, I'm going to introduce Carl and then you're going to find out what we're talking about and why it matters to you. So welcome Carl Kalaman to Inside Out. Thank you very much. It, it's so great to be here with you and, and James again. And um, 
Yeah, I, I think you made a beautiful introduction. I feel very happy about what what you said. And uh, as you're saying, we we're, we're probably coming to a very similar uh, feeling of, of how the universe works, but we have arrived at it from different perspectives and from um, different uh, sources, maybe. And um, I'm happy to be here to discuss this with you, you know, especially since my, my book is only right now being released. And, and I, I think it gives a, a new perspective of things that uh, not uh, everyone shares, but uh, the basics of it. And uh, Isn't that interesting? Do you think God is blocking us, Carl? I think it definitely. Uh, my experience of life many times is that there are like time locks, at least time locks, where, where there, there are certain things that are so evidently blocked, and only when these time blocks are removed do you realize that you have been blocked from seeing something for a very long time. Uh, and the reason was probably that if that block would not have existed, you would, you would immediately have gone to a new direction that you were not ready for yet. Now, this or, is, yeah. Or something wasn't ready for it yet. Something in you were not ready for it yet. Or, yeah, or something, something else. Because we're looking at the global mind where billions of people are somehow connected um, and uh, we, we, we don't know what, uh, you know, we, we have our intentions, we think we have our individual paths, but they should fit into a much, much broader perspective of, of change on a global scale. And uh, for something to, to happen, for a, a block to be removed in our individual paths, that may depend on a million different things. A uh, m- million other people, but also ultimately what, I, what I've come to conclude is that there is a time plan of shifting frames of mind that sort of ultimately opens or closes door for us, for, for humanity as a whole. And once such a door is open, you know, the door is open for us to enter, but we are many. And we we are part of a of, of a huge system, and um, that that determines what when we can go into such a door. I think. I I've yes, I have some experience with that that I'd like to share uh, with you and the audience, which is that I don't know what I'm doing exactly on the planet and why I'm designed the way I am, but I do get these messages and. Uh, when I did get the message from God that God was changing and evolving and God isn't perfect and all of that, and that we are actually aspects of God and therefore everything we think is what God is thinking. I'm using the word God, but I'm not attached to the word God. It's it's that, in my view, is uh, the highest level of integration of all consciousness. And mm-hmm. I love your I love your expression, the global mind. I, I'm starting to steal it because it really... Uh, captures the essence of what I've been trying to say in too many words. You know, I say, oh, it's all consciousness integrated at the highest level of integration possible at the time. 
Right. And yeah. I like I and what I like about your expression the global mind is that it sounds like it's more than the collection of all consciousness, which is exactly what I believe too. It's not that we are all individuals and we come together and have a party, you know, of a collective consciousness. It's that there is something uh that's unified that we are a, an aspect of. And so we are it's it's like the whole is not the sum of its parts the, but the parts yes. are aspects of the whole absolutely and, yeah and so g- given if that is correct my sense of things is like well why is it that i was given this message in 1984 or 83 or 82 i think actually it was and it has just fallen on deaf ears and i wrote a book this is hysterical it's called Sacred Union, the Healing of God, which is about the evolution of God's consciousness and that we should stop blaming ourselves for being who we are because we are actually reflections of the evolution of God's consciousness or the global mind. And um, I was told to give it a subtitle, A Radical Idea Whose Time Has Come. And, I, and I'm thinking, has it? I haven't noticed that the time has come. Then your book comes out and I say, oh my God! Here's another person who's obviously heard the same drum. And even when I wrote the book, uh, I kept knowing on some level somebody else had to be thinking this thought because I am not an individual and this is not my thought. So if it's a good thought, a bad thought, a brilliant thought, a stupid thought, it's not my thought. It's some aspect of consciousness that it's expressing through me. And so being in that kind of relationship to the universe is a very daunting place to be because when you get um, that kind of a message, I'm not saying that I'm right or that you're right, but it's what I, what I believe, what I've been led to believe, okay? So when you get that kind of a message and you put it out there and it seems like common sense to you, like how could a perfect God create this universe, you know, where people put cigarettes in their arms of their children, you know what I mean? It's just, how, how much sense does that make? And, uh, and, you know, I always said to people, why are you blaming the painter instead of the paint, the, I mean, the painting rather than the painter? If God is the creator, why are we sinful? What, what's wrong with you? And to me, it was like common sense. And everybody looked at me with a dazed expression or they fled counseling because <laughs> <laughs> they didn't want to hear it. And so I, you know, that talking about blocked Oh, my God, I have felt so blocked over these 30-some-odd years in my teaching and my work that there was no, it felt like there was no place for these ideas, and yet at the same time, this had to have been an aspect of God's consciousness. And I finally came to the conclusion that God was in a process of transition or that the global mind is in itself in an evolutionary phase where it's, it's, uh, it's in conflict in a way. Because conflict, inner conflict is part of transformation. And so you feel energetically like pulled and pushed and elevated and pushed down and you don't know what you're feeling and you don't know where it's coming from. And I'll sit there and say, whose feelings are these? And in addition to that, so not only do we have God's feelings, but we have each other's feelings to deal with because we are so united. And so that block, where does the block come from? And what can we do about it? And I, you know, to me, it's just you just have to keep working on yourself and uh, see how whatever is in you that might be resonating with that block and clean up your own act. But on the other hand, my 
personal ego is not in charge of the universe. And so no matter how clear I am, it doesn't make any difference. It's, uh, I have a, an aphorism in the Gosnell Aphorism book which says you can't clean up the air over one house in Los Angeles. So where we do go through, through these blocks and it can be extremely painful and frustrating, at least for me as an individual. I feel that because I'm not Mr. S- Miss Serenity uh, 2014. And especially when you're feeling these massive global energies moving and pushing and it's coming through your body and through your head. And I, I know there's other people who are going through this, Carl. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you have to learn how to somehow live with the reality that you're, you're totally responsible for yourself and your life. And at the same time, you're not in control of any of it. Yeah, that, <laughs> that, that is right. But I, <laughs> you know, I do feel that it, 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 it does help to uh, connect with the divine source and have, an, have a very open channel uh, uh, to the divine uh, uh, that that may guide you um, th- through this. Um, it's some kind of a um, you know we there is an overall plan the the evolution of the global mind. Yes, but then exactly how we fit in, and I think that plan is sort of basically deterministic. It is set yes. already. But it's not, I don't think it's set already how each one of us will fit into it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, and in my experience, you know, I've done certain things in my life where I feel I didn't quite listen to what I was told by this divine <laughs> intelligence. And then, I'm, then I, <laughs> you're laughing. <laughs> and then I messed up, so to speak, yeah. And uh, because there, there, even if there is a, a, a plan set for the entire universe and our our, our uh, Earth, and I do think I have really nailed down a lot, many aspects of this particular plan. Um, it's not just feeling that there is a plan. It, it really comes down to to quite specific things in my book, but how we are yeah. going to be, be part of this plan, um, it's, we may mess up or we may not mess up, and, um, and sometimes we may be guided to do things that doesn't fit with our logical mind and all that kind of stuff, but I yeah. think the, the key is just to do whatever this plan tells us to do, this intelligence tells us to do. And that I think that's the best way of of uh, of getting through this and uh, uh, <laughs> and do what you're supposed to do according to to this plan because otherwise uh, somebody else may actually come in and fill that spot that you were supposed to to oh, have. No. And, uh, oh no! Oh it, it, I am sure it has happened to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, I love uh, what you're saying. I love what you're saying. So, yeah. so it's it's surrendering to the process is, is the way I call yeah. it. It's a, it's you know the process sucks, but what are you going to do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, I, I have a, I have a question I'd like to ask. Well, it, we if have, we mess we, up, you know, who messes yeah. up? The global mind or us yeah. or some some uh, no, it's we. <laughs> oh, it, if well, you know, if the global mind's evolution is set, 
mm-hmm. and we have we can nothing. We, there's nothing we can do about that. Then it's only we who can mess up. Oh no, no, no! There you're going to get some argument from me, Carl. Oh, I see. Because we are reflections of aspects of the global mind, and so therefore it isn't we, it is we that is the global mind, which is we. So okay. I'm, not, I'm not letting the divine off the hook, not one bit, because I think that the blocking is as much a part of God as the forward momentum, and that's all part of the divine plan, which I don't agree with, but what, who am I to say? So, (laughs) (laughs) anyway, we're going to be going shortly to, uh, that was a great question, uh, James. We're going to be going shortly to a commercial break. And when we come back, I'd like Carl to tell us more specifically how he came to his revelation and what are these specific things that he believes are part of the plan. I'd love to hear that, and I'm sure you will too. So, um We're going to go to break now, but don't go away because we have lots more to come with Dr. Carl Kalamon. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Bring Beth into your world in person or via the Internet. Learn how by visiting her website, bethgreen.org. At the website, sign up for her newsletter to keep abreast of her latest activities, blogs, videos, and more. Just for signing up, you'll receive a free PDF copy of Living with Reality, her 688-page volume that helps us understand ourselves in relatable terms, as well as offers a proven program to heal and co-create a better world. But there's more. Learn about Beth's four other books, both fiction and nonfiction. Check out her gorgeous music, which is heartfelt and mystical. Become acquainted with Beth and James's programs for healing and training and discover their community, the Stream Center for the New Spirituality, which welcomes you wherever you are in the world. All this and more can be found at Beth's website, www.bethgreen.org. Again, that's bethgreen.org. Invite meaning and inspiration to your life. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You're tuned in to Inside Out with Beth Green and co-host James Maynard. To reach us on the show, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. If you'd rather send us an email, the address is Beth at bethgreen.org. Now, back to Inside Out. Welcome back. We are interviewing Dr. Carl Kalaman, who has written a fascinating book about the global mind. And we're talking about, uh, you know, the relationship between us and the, and the infinite, I guess you could say. And we were having a, a lively, uh, you know, uh, the conversation uh, during the break about uh, I think Carl is letting God off the hook too easy by saying we're the ones who mess up, whereas we are the God, and God is the creator of the us that's messing up. And I say if we're supposed to be any different, why didn't you create it that way? In fact, that was one of the biggest breaks that I had way back when when I said, God, physician, heal thyself. If you want us to be better, do something about you. So. 
<laughs> anyway, um, but I do want Carl to uh, to talk about how he came to this conclusion about our relationship to the global mind and what he thinks that plan is. So I'm going to let him talk for a change. Carl, take it away. Yeah. Um, you know, s- somehow I think it, it is almost like a, a, a mission that I... I, I, that, that I um, was born with, that that I uh, came into this life uh, with, with a specific mission. Um, you know, I, even when I was in the teens, I remember at uh, at one point I went through history books and um, uh, would write down all the different years that were mentioned in in these books and and what happened in these years in in a, in a large uh, world history books and so forth and it took a long long time that that sounds like a crazy thing for a teenager to uh, to do and i did other things as well i must admit but, <laughs> well, but it was, oh 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 does that mean you were dating girls too not too much, but okay, I was uh, <laughs> at least I was playing electric guitar and I was oh. uh, playing soccer and uh, so oh, good. It, it took a while until the 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 the, the date uh, came into my life. Uh, I, I was a slow, uh, but anyway. Yes. <laughs> anyway, but but it, it's you know I I thought about that it and it, it certainly prepared me for some reason already then. I was wondering, is yeah. there some kind of a time plan in, in human history? Mm-hmm. And after many, many years then, until I was in my uh, my early 40s, you might say, I, I definitely started on this work to elucidate what the Mayan calendar was all about, which uh, really requires a, a quite a detailed study of of history, world history, not only Mayan history. Mm-hmm. The most important thing is to see the world history and see then how does that change. And uh, I should say then, to, to present a little bit of a background, is that the, the Mayan people um, who still are around, but I'm talking about the ancient Mayan people, they had a view of time where they defined certain time periods as being ruled by certain deities. Uh, and so uh, a certain uh, time period would, would have a certain quality because that quality was associated with this particular god, this deity, this god or goddess who, who, who ruled it. And this is very different from what we've taught in, in, in the modern world, essentially. But, mm-hmm. you know, once you start to study it in the light of what has happened in, in, in world history, uh, you actually start to see the patterns quite clearly that these different time periods, they do correspond to specific spiritual qualities that characterize them. And did, did they match what the Mayans uh, deities were, in your estimation? Yeah, absolutely. And, Amazing. Uh, so, there, so there are, uh, you know, the time when Christ came around, that was was the, the the Lord of the Light for 400 years, and Christianity was established in, in that part of the world. And after that, 
came the Lord of Darkness, and then you had the the Dark Ages, at least in Europe, for another four hundred yeah. years. And yeah. and you can it, it really fits. I mean, it really wow. fits. Wow. And, uh, any any way you slice it, and uh, that. Um, that uh, I worked with essentially then for 20 years, uh, writing books that were specific about the Mayan calendar. And now, more recently than in uh, late 2011, I started to write on this particular book. And what what really became clear to me then, uh, there was sort of a, you know, a, a moment of insight when I realized that the Egyptian uh, pyramids uh, 5,000 years ago, that they were actually reflections of a particular mind. Um, uh, and uh, that, when that clicked, uh, an enormous amount of things uh, fell into place. And, uh, you could know, you clarify, just, could you clarify that point, Carl? You said that the Egyptian pyramids were a reflection of a particular mind. What yes. mind? What mind the, would you call that? The, I would call that the globe, global mind. But, oh. you know, the, the human beings like the ancient Egyptians, they, we download this global mind. And mm-hmm. when a new such mind, a new character of the mind is being downloaded, we start to do new and different things. Yeah. And so, f- for instance... Before 5,000 years ago, there, there are no straight-line pyramids of, of immense uh, proportions. Mm-hmm. Uh, that only comes after that uh, downloading. And that downloading was, was really, you know, it was downloading of very, very straight, precise, geometrical lines. And they must really be divine in origin, because in nature... Uh, there are no straight lines. Right. And, and there are no uh, perpendicular lines either. And these lines, I, I then also came to conclude, is, is for instance, one line that we uh, downloaded at this time is the line that separates the left and right brain halves. And uh, that created the beginning of a you might say, a separation from the, the divine, and a, but also a, a, a compartmentalization of the human mind. And uh, um, uh, from there, you know, it, it all follows. It's been an evolution that has come from that particular mind that was di- downloaded 5,000 years ago. But and my, que- yeah, my question... One, one more thing, one yeah. more thing then. Yeah. Is that you know the, the the what is strange about this particular time five thousand yeah. one hundred years ago, which the Maya have set as the beginning of this big evolutionary wave, is that it wasn't only in in Egypt that they they started to build these kind of monument. Stonehenge in England is from exactly the same time. They started mm-hmm. to build uh, pyramids in Peru. There's mm. been pyramids in, in Mongolia. Civilizations mm. emerged in, in, uh, in the Indus Valley, in present-day mm-hmm. Pakistan, and in, in Mesopotamia, present-day Iraq, and in Egypt. So somehow the whole planet started to download a, a, a new mind 
that created civilization. Uh, and that's an important point because it, it's, it's not, that, that is exactly what shows that, that it's a global mind that yes. is evolving. And what was released then 5,125 years ago, to be exact, was sort of one po- the, the version 1.0 of, of the mind. Of, uh, and then came later came other versions, you know, like you're updating computer software and so forth. But it, it, it's, that's a very good analogy. That's really what happened. They released, mm-hmm. the divine released a mm-hmm. new... Uh, global mind, Mm -hmm. 1.0. That's fascinating. What I wanted to ask you, though, Carl, about this is you've been describing it geometrically. And I love this because it it debunks the idea that there has to be extraterrestrials doing this, uh, which I really like. Um, But uh, some of us think we are extraterrestrials, but (laughs) I think that's just because we can't stand admitting we're human. But the <laughs> but the question the question yeah. I'm asking is that what would you say is the characteristic of that particular global mind like if in the Mayan calendar what would that have been because you talked about the light and then you talked about the dark what was that that happened to come into these geometric patterns what's the essence the character the characteristic of it well that became becomes a little bit complex because there are many different waves and they are superimposed on one another and you might say they they give us different uh, perceptions of reality now if you go back more than 5000 years ago uh, or if you go back to the the cave painters maybe 40000 years ago uh, you, you can figure out that they were pretty much in, in, in a unity consciousness. Mm-hmm. Um, very, very primitive, materially speaking, but uh, there's very little to, to indicate that they uh, experience themselves as being separate from one another or, or from nature. 5,000 years ago, the, the mind came down with its uh, lines of separation, compartmentalization, mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. forth. But there's another aspect that needs to be said about that is that, you know, in the Jewish tradition, it is the idea of the, of the, the, um, um, the, the tree of the, of the knowledge of God and e- good and evil. In yeah. other words, it was a polarized mind, this mind yeah. that was, was stable. So that's why people started to experience themselves as, as separate and, and uh, the whole story, you, you know, of 5,000 years mm-hmm. of history, essentially. And uh, these polarities are different from different waves, and, and that's why the world has been changing. And the details would be, it would be, go too far uh, to go into uh, here. But, but yes, they, they each have their characteristics. And the human beings that download these minds, they start, you know, when they download the, the tree of, uh, of good and evil, they start to say, you are good and you are bad and, and, and yeah. so forth. Some people become worshipped pharaohs and some people become slaves. And this whole separation comes yeah. out of a perception that we have downloaded. 
So there are many complex sides to these things. That is fascinating. I'd like to refer people to your book. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your book, and then we'll go back to this conversation and how they can find it. Well, my uh, my book is called the, the Global Mind and the Rise of Civilization, and it's available on on Amazon and Barnes and Nobles, and it's also uh, um, available on my webpage, Kalaman uh, um, and it's the first book in a trilogy. Um, so it's the one that sort of tries to uh, set the stage by describing what the mind is and makes us realize that we are not identical with our minds. The mind sometimes uses us and we can sometimes use the mind, but I would say we are not really the mind. And at this particular point in time, as I will outline in, in, the, in the coming volumes, I think the task is, is learning how to, uh, at the right times, decouple the mind, liberate ourselves from these shadows of the mind, uh, and so forth. And uh, <clears throat> so this is what I'm, I'm planning to go into in the coming uh, sequels of, of the trilogy. But the first book... Um, is um, is just to tell people what the mind is, where it comes from, from, and uh, how it has shaped uh, all of evolution up to the present point, and most likely is going to continue to play a, a, a tremendous role in 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 human life. Uh, uh, but I also say I'm also saying uh, that. The time has now come for us to start to essentially liberate ourselves from the shadows of the mind. And this is an opening that was created in, in 2011, and it didn't really exist before that. It wasn't really possible. Now, it's still a struggle probably to do it, or it still means going through certain painful things and so forth. But it is possible. I am convinced that now it is possible for each one, uh, every one of us, uh, to to do that kind of work. And as we do that, we we're not only liberating ourselves; we are helping liberate humanity. And it's not something that will happen in a day or, or two days or anything like that. But it's a process where the doors have been opened. We, we can walk in there, and uh, I think we should. You know, I'd like to uh, come at this from, again, from the mystic's perspective. Uh, not that I'm the only mystic, but you know, from the, what came through yeah. me, is that um, when I wrote the book, Living with Reality, I w- talk about block. It took me nine years to write that book. I mean, arduous years where I would reach places where the stuff was coming out, and then it would just stop. I stopped writing for about four years. I I could not write a word. Other times, you know, 20 pages would come out in a day, right? And you know that it's all getting downloaded because I'm not that smart, right? And what one of the things in Living with Reality that it talks about is that we have a, a, a kind of spiritual Big Bang theory 
which is very much in alignment with what you were talking about, that we started as the amorphous oneness. And then uh, it was programmed into into that oneness that at some point it would evolve and it would differentiate and fragment into different aspects of consciousness. And each aspect had ego. And each ego Mm -hmm. thinks it's separate. And that's when the ego was born. And it's so fascinating because it's completely in, you know, my myth of creation is very much uh, aligned with what you're talking about. And that the problem is that once we have become individuated in this way and once we become dominated by the ego which is just an aspect of consciousness in and of itself then we're having trouble remembering that there's anything else but that that we we've we forgot our oneness and we only uh, because we're living in the individual experience as sentient beings you know if somebody mm-hmm. steps on my foot it's going to hurt a lot more than if somebody steps on yours so it's we we perceive the universe through this very ego-based reality but it doesn't mean that that's what is and i think part of the problem with so much of the spiritual teachings of our day is that they really support us to think of ourselves as these discrete individuals they don't really help us to overcome that egoic notion because it's like you create reality or you should liberate yourself. I mean, I was told years ago there is no individual salvation. So don't even bother Good. because we are a collective consciousness. There are no individual past lives. Karma is collective. Everything is collective. And yeah. so coming from it from that perspective, we begin to realize that what we are doing is not only for ourselves and it's not only for one another as humanity, but we are part of the evolution of the global mind itself. We have a part to play. And that part is to uh, be able to support the uh, understanding and the realization that we are both individuals and part of the oneness, that we are not going to go back to that amorphous caveman blob. But that our that the the purpose of evolution, the next evolutionary stage, who knows what it is after that, is to be able to have what we what I call becoming differentiated, which is individuated in the context of oneness. And that when we pray, we say, okay, what would most support evolution? What will most uh, support the uh, the unleashing of the power of the source? It's like beginning to shift the focus of our consciousness or the locus of our consciousness from the individual to the collective. And what you were talking about earlier about becoming more attuned to the divine mind, I, I think is essential. And I have a whole series of videos out called How to Lead a Guided Life. And it's not just because things might be easier for us if we do that because they may not be easier for us. No. Mm-hmm. But it means that we are actually co-creating or participating in the evolution of that consciousness that we cannot direct from the individual ego because we have no idea where it's all going. And that we are like agents, it's like the wave moves us and we are just drops of water in it. So we are about to go to our second commercial break. And uh, if you have any questions, please call in. Um, If not, we'll come back and I'm going to ask Carl about how this realization has changed his perception of himself and the way he lives his life. So don't go away. Be 
visionary. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Bring Beth into your world in person or via the Internet. Learn how by visiting her website, bethgreen.org. At the website, sign up for her newsletter to keep abreast of her latest activities, blogs, videos, and more. Just for signing up, you'll receive a free PDF copy of Living with Reality, her 688-page volume that helps us understand ourselves in relatable terms, as well as offers a proven program to heal and co-create a better world. But there's more. Learn about Beth's four other books, both fiction and nonfiction. Check out her gorgeous music, which is heartfelt and mystical. Become acquainted with Beth and James's programs for healing and training and discover their community, the Stream Center for the New Spirituality, which welcomes you wherever you are in the world. All this and more can be found at Beth's website, www.bethgreen.org. Again, that's bethgreen.org. The 7th Wave Channel on The Voice America Network. You're tuned in to Inside Out with Beth Green and co-host James Maynard. To reach us on the show, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. If you'd rather send us an email, the address is beth at bethgreen.org. Now, back to Inside Out. Welcome back. We are talking to Dr. Carl Kalaman, who has written a book, called The Global Mind and the Rise of Civilization, and it's very exciting. I hope you've been listening. Um, if not, you can go back and listen to the first two-thirds on podcast. But I'd like to ask Carl a question, which is, how has this realization actually changed the way you operate in the world, or has it? Yes, it, it has. Or I, I can't say... I what caused what in in this respect. But um, I I really liked what you said. There is no individual salvation or there is no individual enlightenment, for instance, in the -hmm. the Indian uh, uh, meaning of the word. Because if you are uh, enlightened, then I believe that means also that you are even more connected to all... those around you, and you're all even more connected to the global mind and the divine mind. And even less so are you then a, an ego that that stands out as, as mm-hmm. separate. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I, uh, I, I have gone in that direction. And my experience is that uh, life becomes uh, happier uh if to the extent that i'm able to follow the 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 guidance that that i get from the divine mm-hmm. and uh, um you know the the whole perspective that i uh, outline in this book it it really proves that there is such a thing as a divine guidance uh, mm-hmm. in general so to speak and that is good for anyone to know because it means there is something there to to, to follow. And uh, mm-hmm. uh, as we do, um, we will also be, uh, at least that's my experience, we will be called to do things that 
may cause pain in ourselves. We have to face um, things we've done in the past, but also sometimes fa- face what others might have done to us, so to speak, in, in mm-hmm. the past. And uh, uh, to the extent that we're facing this, uh, which the, the faith in the existence of, of, a, of, a, of a global mind and, and the cosmic plan, that faith, uh, I think, makes it easier for us to actually uh, go through uh, these different uh, things we may have in our, in our past, to liberate ourselves from them. And this is not always easy, as, as you said, but it is possible. And I have much more increased faith now that, that I'm, I'm going in such a direction. I am uh, clearing up uh, uh, previous relationships in my life. Mm-hmm. in my life uh, that mm-hmm. that uh, uh, otherwise were uh, blocks o- o- on my past mm-hmm. and uh, I, I can't really say what caused what in in this whole uh, thing but i i do think that uh, for people to know that there actually is a a cosmic plan a global mind uh, that gives the faith to mm-hmm. uh, to deal with things and uh, um, and to do that in the, the best possible way, I think, is to, to do that in some kind of a communion or unity with the divine where, where, where you let the, the divine uh, guide you. Yes, express through you. Yeah. And I think that one of the biggest obstacles we have is this egoic notion that if we follow divine guidance, our lives are going to be easy. I, I, yeah. I never found that. <laughs> I, I don't know what people are talking about. Oh, if it's, if it's difficult, you know, it's, it's not meant to be. I, I haven't found anything that I've ever done that was worthwhile to be easy. In fact, it's just the opposite. Because we are, because we're in this evolutionary process, we're always going against the current. The Good current... Point. You know, which is the traditional way of thinking, the traditional ways of doing things. You, you, I, I, right now, we are in, when you think about the many belief systems that are out there, there's so many of them are based on this, um, there's either the duality between the perfect God and the sinful us, or there is some kind of Pollyanna notion that God is perfect and so are we, and that we are just supposed to be in great harmony, and that we wave our hands and we do the right thing and we're going to manifest. And mm-hmm. uh, that's and this is all coming from the ego. It's like, oh, yeah. I am going to manifest a beautiful home, or I am going to manifest good <laughs> health. Or if I'm go- and you know, if you are really following divine guidance, in my experience, you are. Th- Flinging yourself against the waves, you're crashing against, uh, you know, the walls. All the walls that have to be broken down. Every time there is a breakthrough that you're describing, uh, you know, historically, that breakthrough had to be at somebody's expense. Somebody gets broken. Yeah. You know, at every revolution, somebody dies. And so, why think that this is going to be easy? The only thing that we get is that sense of peace and satisfaction that we're doing what we're supposed to do and mm-hmm. i loved what you talked about about even as a young a young man you felt driven and i'm so glad you were driven to study those things because i am not and i'm really glad you're writing that book because i don't want your job 
I like my <laughs> job. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My, jo- my job, my from, job from a child, I looked at people and I said, why do they, th- why are people like this? That's what I want to know. And that, you know, and that quest and then trying to, trying to find um, some peace with feeling a deep connection to the divine at the same time looking at this reality and saying, this really sucks. So those are the things that I've been trying to work on. And I'm okay with that because I was designed for this and you were designed for that. But just because we were designed for these doesn't mean that it's going to be easy. So we are fighting a whole um, mass consciousness that is focused on pleasure, ease, comfort, and manifesting what we want. I mean, follow your mm-hmm. dreams. Well, maybe yeah. it's not God's dream. There's nope. a line in, the, you know, in living with reality mm-hmm. is like, it's about dreaming God's dream. I am dreaming God's dreams. And this is God's dream. And this is the dream that I'm dreaming. And it also requires for us to be able to accept simultaneously that the process is going to be difficult and that people are going to do hurtful things to one another and themselves during mm-hmm. this process and not to give up hope and not to give up faith. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, you know, it's also a, ch- a challenge to, to learn l- how to live and live with others. And, and, uh, um, and, and uh, you know, there is a joy in that too, I think. I mean, even if there are difficulties, I, I think I have, I, I can deal with um, the, uh, various, various challenges better now than uh, say only ten years ago, I think I'm, yeah. I'm I'm more at least I'm more at ease with it myself. I I'm yes. more happy about how I deal with it than I than I was ten uh, ten years ago. And it, it's, you know, so there is this kind of joy to 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 f- if you're going through towards this this uh, uh, process, you can also have the joy of feeling that you have evolved. Uh, because you have learned a little bit of of how to deal with uh, the the um, obstacles and uh, which is usually other people who are the obstacles <laughs> <laughs> or and, uh, things in ourselves that we have to deal with like yes. you were talking about before oh my god uh, this is so important because if we want to lead this guided life because we're going to be we are going to have to be uh we are how how shall i put it we are going to do what we have to do. The divine mind isn't going to be stopped by our manifestation consciousness. It's, we are going to have to do whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. We may hit the wall. We may get sick. We may lose money. All those things. It doesn't care what we think and say and do and how much we you know, yeah. jump up and down. And so <laughs> there is, you know, it's better for us on some level to give up the idea that we can control our destiny anyway so that we don't have to blame ourselves for not being able to do it. But mm-hmm. to be able to be in integrity and to work with that divine mind with on a more conscious level, which is what I think we're doing as we're coming to greater levels of integration, when that fragmentation of God itself begins to what I call heal, because I'm a healer, so those are the words that I use, but I understand it's just it's to reintegrate or integrate in a new way. We get to be a part of that also, and there is definitely a joy in that. But it takes a lot of work to get there. And 
I, I'd like to put in a plug for the kind of work that we do at the stream where we teach people oneness consciousness. We have all kinds of processes and teachings to help us to actually attune to this. We, we believe this. We are the living laboratory and we're a mess. You know, we're full of dysfunctional people who are trying to find a way to come together in a, in a mutually supportive way that actually supports the evolution of consciousness. But we're doing it and it is messy, but we're doing it and we do have a lot of love and it's all very real and it also jibes with our common sense. So we don't have to keep denying what we really feel while we're mouthing spiritual platitudes that don't fit at all with reality yeah. and this is this is the problem you know, i i learned a long time ago that for most of us if there is a contradiction between our beliefs and reality reality must go <laughs> <laughs> yeah so uh, carl i can't believe yeah. that we're coming so close to the end of our sh- program uh again give us your website and any last minute thought that you would like to share with us um, yeah, my, my website is, is kalleman.com, C-A-L-L-E-M-A-N. Um, no, nothing really comes to mind. I think we, we, we covered a, a, a lot of, of uh, um, these things. <coughs> uh, I, 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 I should say then, you know, the, the coming to grips with, with what the mind is, um, I think is is a big part also of the of the uh, the, the future evolution of, of humanity, mm-hmm. um, because the, the the mind is something that compartmentalizes, yes. it separates, and it's not just a good. We we sometimes we think, oh, it's a creative mind that's beautiful and so forth, and it, and it is true that this mind is really what has given us our civilization and and uh, all the technology that we have and so forth, but there is uh, uh, also a negative aspect. Yes to, to um, separate other people and, and so forth. And the, 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 I think at this point we have to see that the mind is something we need to come to grips with. It's not, not really us. It's not the heart of us. It's, it's more a structure that, that has good and bad sides, so to speak. And, and it's, it's something we, 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 we need to come to grips with. And that's, that's why I have written this book. And well, I'd, the, I'd love to talk to you more, but we are right at the end. And I would say that is when the mind, the body, and the spirit come together with the divine mind, then we are in harmony with ourselves and one another. And that's what we're all aiming for. And James, I'm going to have to ask you to talk really fast and tell us what's coming yes, up next week. Yes, very good. Next week is on the theme of confidence and ego, the delicious difference. Have you ever been around someone who had real confidence? Uh, uh, what kind of ego reactivities come up for you? Uh, what is the difference for you between being really confident as opposed to puffing up your own ego? Mm-hmm. Uh, and now, Beth, I'll turn it over to you to say a final word. I think that's going to be tremendous fun. Well, I've so enjoyed uh, talking to you today, Carl, and I hope that our audience did too. But if even if they didn't, the heck with it. I enjoyed myself. <laughs> As did I. <laughs> and so did God. 
So bless you. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we're on our way to an unknown destination, but thank God some, there is something moving us, and it's not just us. Yay. Thank okay. you. Wonderful. Okay. Thank you, Carl. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for making us a part of your week. Listen for the next edition of Inside Out with Beth Green and James Maynard next Tuesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Have a great week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.